You're listening to The Brave Yes, the show where we explore the many brave yes leaps that heart-centered, passionate women can make in order to show up in this world more fully as you, without apology. I'm your host, Sean Fink, a coach for rising women leaders, creatives, and entrepreneurs who are ready to lead with authenticity and courage. Whether it's changing jobs or trying a new industry, starting a business or writing a book or creating a new offering or program for your business, scary slash exciting changes are hard to do alone. I am here to guide you through choosing and experiencing the spiritual and the strategic parts of the emotional roller coaster that happens when you choose to do something scary and life-giving otherwise known as the Brave Yes. This episode is brought to you by the Brave Yes newsletter, a free weekly email to inspire your own Brave Yes journey. The newsletter, along with this podcast, are designed to inspire your own creativity and courage to living, creating, and leading life your way. When you sign up, you'll instantly receive my 10 Brave Yes Living Tips to start putting into action in your own life and journey. A link to subscribe will be in the show notes or head over to seanfink.com. Hello, everyone. Today, my guest is Michelle Curry. I am so excited to have Michelle here. Michelle is the founder of Rebel Soul Circle. As an intuition mentor and healing arts practitioner since 2006, she has been helping women within corporate and private settings align with their intuition, courage, and voice. Hello, Michelle. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. So I love to start out these Brave Yes Voices interviews with a question where I channel the great mystic Howard Thurman and ask you a very real question given the state of the world these days. How is it with your soul? Mm. How is it with my soul? I would say evolving and unfolding in the most magnificent way. Mm. That sounds so hopeful and lovely. (laughs) That's how I'm feeling. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I need more of that. Give me that. Fantastic. Beautiful. So this podcast, this show, The Brave Yes, explores the many and varied courageous leaps women make in order to be more fully authentic in themselves in this world and to do so without apology. So what I know about this journey from my own, from women I've worked with, and certainly from these interviews, The Brave Yes journey has a trajectory and it has sort of that catalytic moment um, where things just were really challenging, difficult, or you know, you were you were in a moment where you, things needed to change, or you needed to change. And then, of course, that always leads to what the Brave Yes journey is about. And from there, we go into what happens after the Brave Yes. So I'd love to get started today, starting about talking about where you were in the beginning before you took your brave yes leap. What was happening for you? What was the challenge or the opportunity um, that allowed you to kind of go all in on something uh, daring and and brave and and exciting? Mm -hmm. 
Ah, yes, challenge and opportunity. I feel like that that's definitely the name of the game. Um, when I think of my, my journey uh, to my brave yes. So I would say it started when um, I had been running what was becoming a successful company in Toronto. I was um, teaching women African drumming and that felt really good. Um, my, I had repeat clients, everything like that. And then my uh, boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, he decided that he wanted to take care of his mom who was becoming older and she needed a little bit of help um, just day to day. So we started talking about it and then we finally decided to move from Toronto, uh, which is where I, I was born and grew up and had my business, pretty much had my life. So um, we uprooted everything and moved into the country, <laughs> what I call the country, which is about two hours from Toronto, just a very um, rural setting. And um, yeah, I basically had to start fresh um, living in someone else's house, which is always, um, always has a different uh, challenge and opportunity. So that's where it all started. And then um, we were there for about a year, things were going well or getting better. And then he had three strokes. And so um, three strokes after three months after we got married. So um, I was all of a sudden launched into caregiver mode. And what made it even more of a challenge was that he, with that stroke, the final one that um, nearly killed him and left him paralyzed on his left side. Um, so that meant new challenges in terms of, do we, like, can we stay in this house? The answer was no. Um, so we had to move to another town, a new city, um, which was very foreign to me, farther from my family. Um, so I felt that for sure. And um, just basically learning to do everything on my own without the person who I had um, felt was a partner, partner in crime for me. So um, with that, I had to really learn how to take the reins again, um, being, you know, a new wife and a new caregiver in a new town. Um, yeah, taking the reins and really rediscovering who, who I was. Um, I, I'll never forget the moment I was in the hospital with him. It was about two days after his stroke and he had um, fallen out of his um, hospital bed, hit his head, had a huge concussion after having a stroke. And then uh, the doctor walked in and told me that his, he had a massive uh, brain bleed and that they were giving him 48 hours to live. So I, at that point, of course broke down, but I really understood how fragile life is and how it can change in an instant and how if he survived it was a huge wake-up call for him but for me as a partner it was a huge wake-up call for me and that you only have this one life to live and to live it to the fullest and to do 
what you feel you're here to do because you never know when that opportunity is going to be taken from you. So that was my mm -hmm. moment. That was when I decided, or at least started to think a little bit more about the ways that I was hiding my full self. Um, the work that I, I had been doing was very, um, I would say, sound healing based, energy based, but I wasn't fully owning my voice. I wasn't fully owning my intuitive gifts. I wasn't fully owning my leadership. These are all things actually, when I look back on it, these are all the things that I was running away from. So mm -hmm. that was my moment, wow. my turning point. That, yeah. Mm -hmm. So just so we, we know, I mean, how, how did your husband fare through that? He, he slowly but surely started to recoup. He still, uh, he still has physical limitations, um, but we work around it, especially with a toddler. <laughs> we have no choice. <laughs> we power through. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Make it work. <laughs> Nothing stops for the toddler. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or any kids for that matter, right? Oh yeah. my. Wow, that's quite a powerful story. I mean, there was multiple, multiple brave yeses in there. I mean, really. Um, but the brave yes that you're talking about is kind of stepping into owning your power, owning your your gifts, your strengths, mm -hmm. your superpowers, as I call them with my clients. Yeah. So what did that look like? I mean, what did you what did you start doing differently? I for me, sharing my power and my gifts usually come through business or serving others um, in some sort of way like that. So for me, it looked like starting a new business. I, I launched into card readings, having like no experience with cards. Um, I just felt like that was the next step um, without going too far in because again, I was still adjusting to life as a caregiver. And so that's where it all started. Okay, so tell me about the card readings. What what were you what were what you was reading I doing with the card readings? Yeah. I was just I just started out with you know feeling very scared, but again that was a brave yes. I'm like I I know that this is the route I'm supposed to take. I'm I'm feeling more um, aware of different energies around me. Um, I think cards are the best way to do that. So I just started reading for myself, and it was super super accurate. I was actually kind of shocked and a little scared about how accurate the reading was for myself. And so then I thought, okay, well, if maybe it's just me, maybe it's just a fluke, I'm going to see how I connect with other people while reading cards for them. And I would get the same feedback that it was accurate. So I thought, okay, I guess I have the ability to connect with people's energies through cards. And that then that unfolded to spirit guides. And again, it was spirit guides were something that kind of scared me. It was something that um, I had run away from because I wasn't sure exactly what I was talking to or speaking with or communicating with. But again, I felt like it was the next step for me to take. And so I incorporated, I started to incorporate um, spirit guide readings or communications with my card readings. And I feel like that's what made my readings really special. 
So I feel like we need to back up a little bit mm -hmm. um, because you're, what you're talking about is, is really spiritual work. Mm -hmm. So clearly the, the, the immense amount of stress, the, the breakdown, right? Mm -hmm. The breakdown led to the breakthrough. So there, but I, I know about the breakdown and the breakthrough and it's a spiritual process that happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's nothing but spiritual. So what was the spiritual, what was the breakdown for you and that spiritual process? I mean, was, was the signs coming for you that you needed to tune in to, you know, to your intuition? I mean, what, what did that, that work or the inner resources look like for you at that time when you were starting to develop this kind of a spiritual practice? Mm -hmm. Or maybe you were doing it all along. I don't know. Yes and no, like just a different version of it. Um, I would say the breakdown for me after, after my husband's strokes and just kind of getting back to myself, the breakdown or the break, yeah, the, the breakdown was, I don't know what I'm doing in life. I don't know who I am anymore. Um, again, I felt the call. I knew that the call from, from his, his health crisis was, it's time to do the thing you're here to do. But I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know who I had to be in order to make that a reality. So I, I felt lost again. And um, I thought, okay, well, maybe I should try meditation again that worked for me and that was some mindfulness meditation was something that I had studied and taught and I was like let's just go back to what helped me through last time and it didn't help <laughs> like damn um, meditation I, doesn't work in extreme stress <laughs> it does for some people but it did not for me and um I tried painting because painting was something just expressing uh that helped me once upon a time it didn't, it didn't help that time. Um, so I was left with having to think up or manifest other ways to work through this, this breakdown. And I feel at that moment of pause and just completely letting go of what I thought was going to work, that's when the breadcrumbs led to cards. So in terms of what that looked like, because I know that's what you're, you'd like to hear. Um, it would be something like being on Facebook and seeing someone else do a card reading and then thinking, I wonder if I could do that. And, and then stuffing it away or just dismissing that. And then having dreams about, I'll never forget this dream. I had this dream about this woman who was stirring she was huge um like in terms of height she was huge superhuman and she was stirring this cauldron and i was like i don't i mean i'm into my dreams i i'm very good at decoding them but i had no clue what that meant um and then a few days later i was in someone's group and they had shown a card with a woman and a cauldron and i was like hmm. I wonder what that's about. So I got curious. I asked the person who was doing the reading. She um, she wasn't uh, she helped a little bit, but I had to do a lot of digging. And then I realized that that 
person who I was seeing in my dream was Caridwin. Um, and Caridwin for me is all about embracing your gifts and your magic. So mm, wow. that's, that's what led to, to that cards and magic. That was the pairing that I made. I'm like, just jump. You have nothing to lose. Nothing else is working. So just try this. And that's how it started. Yeah. And it made you feel good. Mm-hmm. And so you knew that it would make others feel good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, just as a side note, um, and I can't reach them because right of my head, my earbuds right now, but I'll show you it maybe at the end. One of the pieces of work that I've done in the past and, and don't really do right now um, in my current business iteration is creating cards, making them, you know, fr- by hand. Uh, you know, women get to make their own decks and put their own kind of spin on them. And then of course they do their own reading. So that's actually one of my spiritual practices is reading those cards that I have made. I have, I don't know, at least a hundred of them um, all with a different word, you know, and it is always amazing how the readings turn out. Like they kind of, they just always blow my mind. <laughs> like, yeah okay, this is what I needed today, or this is what I need this week. Like that, how did, you know, okay, let me, let me go with it. But it sounds like, I mean, uh, you know, I always love how these, these brave ass stories come back to, I was lost. I didn't feel like I was myself. I knew that there was something more for me. And I love that you were following your, your curiosity. It was like, you, it's almost like following those breadcrumbs, right? Mm-hmm. But you got to do that from the heart-centered place, not the ego, right? The, the heart says, hey, you know what? Maybe card readings, because the ego would have been like, yeah, you're crazy. Right. <laughs> 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 so I, I just want to point that out for anybody who's listening, who's wondering, okay, what's my purpose? How am I going to find it? You know, listening, using the heart to chase after those things that pique your interest is always the best place to start. Never the, never the ego, never the headspace, because that's just going to tell you you're doing it all wrong. Exactly. Exactly. Or so it's going to tell you what other people expect you to do. Yes. The should voice. Yep. Oh, and I have the should voice. I mean, it's there all the time. So I'm completely, <laughs> completely, you know, not telling myself this information right now. <laughs> So you started doing the card readings. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened there? How did it evolve? Yeah, so I started to do the card readings. Then I became connected with intentionally connecting with my spirit guides. And because they've always been around, I've, I've always um, been aware of energy around me. Um, but I was making an intentional effort. And so with their help, and I call them my counsel with the help of my counsel, I decided to, or that led to me creating a program to help people connect with their own guides, show them how to connect with their guides. Um, The one thing, the breadcrumb that led to that was um, while connecting with my guides and feeling a little burnt out with the readings and showing or not showing people, but um, relaying messages from their counsel to them. I'm like, you know, it's time to show them how to do it themselves because you're moving on to something else. Mm-hmm. And that was difficult for me. It's like, but 
I've spent all these years developing this, this system of connecting messages from councils to the people who's supposed to hear it. Um, so that was a transition too. And it was the most wonderful transition because from running the program, I realized how many people want that, want to learn how to do that and how it's always interesting to see how they use it in their work as well, or just in their lives in mm -hmm. general, in order to feel more connected with their power and their intuition. So how have you changed over these years then where you are kind of, you know, like you said, owning your, your, you're not hiding anymore. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what, what has happened for you? What do you, you know, what resources do you ha now have that you didn't have, you know, but maybe before the strokes happened, before the moves? Mm -hmm. I would say the biggest thing that I have now is trust that I can figure it out and not figure it out from an intellectual part of myself, but figuring it out from a soul part. And it's something that I really learned, a lesson that I really learned um, after giving birth uh, and dealing with postpartum. And again, you know, had to step into the role of caregiver for two people and just like, who am I? What am I gonna do? What am I supposed to do? And again, just connecting with my counsel and following the breadcrumbs there, um, then later on becoming a Reiki master. And because I felt like that was the next aligned step. And um, that has helped me too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you work with, you work with anyone or business owners or leaders? For the longest time, I was working only with women because that's what I started with essentially. But I've recently opened it up to anyone who feels the call to do this work because I realize the more people who can connect with their intuition, connect with their power and feel a sense of purpose and direction, the better off we'll all be, especially in today's climate. So have you had a brave yes of working with a man? Yeah. How did that go? <laughs> it, it was amazing, actually. He, he, um, it's funny, I'll, I'll give you a bit of a backstory. So I was working with a coach and um, before deciding to open it up, she took me through a visualization exercise. And in that exercise, in the front, I was teaching, um, pretending that I was um, sharing my program with other people and in the first row, was this guy and I'm like, there's a guy. And um, so I felt that was, that might've been a sign you need to open it up to more people, but I just kind of dismissed it, which is usually what I do because I'm human. And, um, and then um, <clears throat> when I opened up the program, there was a guy, the first person who inquired actually. actually. Um, yeah. So that was interesting. And of course I said, yes. Um, so I realized that was the right, that was the right path. That was the right step. Love that, which is so mm -hmm. goes against a lot of business advice, you know, niche down and, you know, stick to one, one person, one, one offer. And, you know, mm -hmm. but I, I'm just, I, I'm, all, I'm having a lot of curiosity right now around how we should be serving men more, mm -hmm. um, in this wholehearted way. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I think that the world needs us to lean in to, to getting men on board with all of this stuff that we're working on, the coaching and the intuition and listening to ourselves and our feelings and our emotions. Um, so that's kind of where that question came from. Exactly. And I feel too, um, with that kind of work or people who are doing that kind of work, I open it up to how whoever and however they identify. Because for me, it's more about your desire to do the work. Yeah. More voices. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Who's who's going to do the work? Exactly. That's yeah. I look for that in, in my clients as well. Like mm-hmm. I, I will just want you to do the work. Exactly. <laughs> Be all in, right? Yep. Good. So a couple of kind of fun off, you know, off the top of your head questions here, you know, as we kind of close down, mm-hmm. what does brave yes mean to you? Brave yes to me means incorporating all parts of yourself, your mind, body, and soul to move forward in a way that feels 100% true to you in a way that feels 100% aligned with what you're here to do. Yes, exactly. Perfect. I love it. I have to like get in there and transcribe that because that was perfect. <laughs> everybody's, everybody's answer to it is always so perfect. <laughs> and I just love that. Every, but they're all different enough that it's like everybody gets it, but it's mm-hmm. just what it means is just so different and beautiful for everyone. So thank you for getting it uh, because I'm kind of partial to it. (laughs) Okay, um, here's a two-pronged question. Favorite life adventure that you've already experienced and future life adventure you would like to experience? Mm, Okay. Life adventure that I've experienced, I would say going on a vacation with my at that point boyfriend to Mexico because we had never gone anywhere together together and so that was such a huge adventure going to Chichen Itza and just spending that time together in a different in different energy because I felt like there was a lot of energy so experiencing that too for myself Mm. and I would say future adventure probably traveling with a toddler like anywhere (laughs) I'm glad you said traveling and not vacation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, certainly we're all like travel, gotta travel. Let me let, let me out of here. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Love that. Okay. How about a recent book that you've read that you were inspired by or just, just plain loved? Mm, That's a toughie because I read a few that were pretty awesome. The, the most recent one that I read um, right beside me is called Legendborn. Legendborn. And for me, it's, it's a story about breaking patterns and in society and striving to be who you're here to be. And of course, there's magic involved and King Arthur themes. So I, I love that stuff. So for me, that was inspiring just to be, be who you're here to be mm. and unleash and embrace your magic. Yeah. So is that nonfiction or fiction? It is fiction. Okay. Very cool. I'll have to check that out. 
pretty Sounds awesome. interesting. Yeah. Okay. And then finally, who is someone you admire for their courage and authenticity and why? So many people, Sean. I would say the first person who came to mind um, was Desiree Attaway, who I know personally. And she has shown me courage. She has shown me resilience, um, just being part of her programs, but also knowing who she is and just how she unapologetically is just herself and just says what needs to be said with so much truth. Yeah. Um, that, that is my person. It's so funny that you mention her because uh, I am friends with her on Facebook and, but we're not, we don't know each other. We haven't had any interactions. Mm -hmm. Um, but she, she said happy birthday to me for my birthday last week on my Facebook wall. And I was having like a fangirl moment. I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) (laughs) you can tell her that I was like, she said happy birthday to me. That was like, and I don't do that a lot. Like it was just, but it was, but you're right. Like she is a bold, brave leader, which, Mm -hmm. you know, I really highly respect and admire. So I totally agree with you. And for me, it makes a difference that she's a black woman and she stands in that power. Yes, absolutely. Yes. She's definitely courageous and authentic. So Mm -hmm. perfect. I'm so glad you brought her up. Wonderful. Okay. So tell our people who are listening how and best they can connect with you, find your work, you know, Mm -hmm. learn all about your goodness. All the stuff. Yes. All the stuff. (laughs) um, My website is rebelsoulcircle.com. So there you can find a little bit you can read a little bit about me and the, the program that I offer, but online, I usually hang out on Instagram and at, uh, underscore Michelle Curry underscore. Okay. We will put the links in the show notes and in the blog post and make sure that everybody can get to it easily. So thank you so much for sharing your brave yes story with me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Sean. I love it. What a fascinating life, right? Story. And, um, and I can't wait to see what more is yet to come for you in future chapters. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Brave Yes. I really hope that you enjoyed it. And I also hope that you are starting to pick up on the subtle and not so subtle inner and outer resources that you need to help you walk your own Brave Yes journey. If you're interested in exploring more resources to help you on your journey, sign up for the Brave Yes newsletter so you are the first to learn about upcoming courses and master classes on finding your purpose, planning out your Brave Yes, and other ways of being in community with other Brave Yes leaders and creatives and business owners. 